0: Here it's Sean of The Size, we're keeping our hands sharp with the help of Case Knives, the sponsor of this episode. A tradition in my family for generations, Case Knives Our my granddaddy used to say the best cure for idle hands was to build something. In today's day and age, everything's done with a click, a swipe, or a tap. So put away the screens, pull your hands out of your pockets, and put them to work with the help of a Case Knife. You are listening to Sean of the South, and I'm your host this evening, Sean Dietrich. And man, we've got a great show lined up for you here this evening. This wonderful group of children you're about to hear on the stage behind me is the Savannah Children's Choir, everybody, the Savannah Children's Choir. read a little bit of our mail tonight a little bit of our mail sent in to us from listeners all over the nation I had nothing better to do than to sit down and write us a few sentiments from the heart or our letters that are asking us to cease and desist with legal authority behind them our first letter this evening comes from melanie in franklin tennessee john this christmas is going to be at my house this year instead of at my mom and dad's house this is because my dad almost burnt down the house this year deep frying a turkey on the back deck <laughs> it's a long story but it was a traumatic experience flames leapt from his pot and caught the siding on fire he caused a lot of damage and now they're having repairs done this year my mother swears she will never talk to him again win back her affection he has agreed to do some renovations on the first level of the house that she's always wanted and so unless we want to spend this holiday in a stud framed room that's draped in plastic who knows whether my father will ever finish or not we're eating at my house my house so you always say to send in funny stories at the end of your shows there you go you're free to do with it what you like your friend Melanie. Sandra Pritchett. Hi, Sean. My husband, Greg, and I have been fans of yours for quite some time. And I'm asking you to help us celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary coming up on December the 25th. We were reading your books before you were on the radio. And I like the way you take us on mind trips, twisting and turning down two-lane roads, some that only leave dust behind you. We liked your story about the Silent Night choir singing when you were a kid so 50 years sounds like a very long time I know it but trust me when you live it it only seems like a few days when you're with the one who placed you with your soulmate so thanks for reading this over the air your friends Sandra and Greg Pritchett Bill Degas Williamsburg Virginia a long time ago I used to work in Colonial Williamsburg virginia if you've never been there you really ought to go and if you really haven't seen it for christmas you owe it to yourself to give it a look you see people all over town walk around in colonial costumes and sometimes you have to paint yourself to remember exactly where you are so i just wanted to share that with you if you ever get a few minutes you ought to go to colonial williamsburg virginia merry christmas sean my wife and i like your show and if you ever come up to Virginia. Please look us up. We'll take you around. We'll show you a good time. Barney Andrews, Pensacola, Florida. Dear Sean, your podcast is enjoyable, but immensely more enjoyable when I have my dog to listen with me. Julius, my dog, died last Sunday, and I'm a wreck. Our time on the porch was the highlight of my hectic week and now I don't have that to look forward to. My wife is struggling too. There's a gaping hole in our hearts and I know you understand this. There's not many others I can share this with. Please know that I'm thankful that you're a part of me and my boys' Sunday ritual even though it's over. Dear Barney Andrews, I lost my dog this year, as a whole lot of you know, and my truck just has never felt the same without that that 80-pound passenger in the passenger seat next to me. May this Christmas be filled with memories of good dogs. Ellen Woodford, Pen- uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I found a podcast while searching for Southern Living Cookbooks for my mother who lives in South Carolina. She collects these cookbooks and has for years, but she's missing a few, a few years of cookbooks. I typed in Southern Living on Google, and to make a long story short, I found you. I listened to your podcasts on the way to South Carolina with my kids in the car, and my kids came up with a question they wanted me to ask you. And I quote, Mom, do you think Sean's a nice guy in real life? And I had to laugh. I told him, I'll bet he is. I'll bet he is. So, Sean, thanks for the shows. They've kept us good company, and we needed it this year. Dear Ellen, you can tell your kids that not only am I a nice guy in real life, I'm also a a nice guy in fake life. (laughs) And Merry Christmas to you and yours and your mother in South Carolina. Good luck finding them cookbooks. Chadley Henry, Atlanta, Georgia. I tried to start a business and I really tried to get it going this year. But nothing worked out for me. I think I'm going to have to close the doors and I'll end up going back to construction work, which is what I've done all my life. It's what I know. I guess sometimes you have to let bygones be bygones. But I can honestly say that I've given my dream a real try. And I am glad that my kids got to see me do that. I'm glad they got to see me Do something I was passionate about and follow my heart, even though the odds were against me. Ah, but I'll get through it. There are people out there a lot worse off than we are, and I've got to learn how to be thankful for what i got. It's going to be a beautiful Christmas this year because I have my family around me. And Sean, that's all that matters. I hope the same thing for you. Merry Christmas. Dear Chadley, Merry Christmas to you too, brother. Jenny Brills, Lincoln, Nebraska. My mother is my best friend, and she listens to podcasts religiously. I was scrolling through her phone one night, and I found your articles on her phone, and then it led me to your podcast on Google. My mother had never heard of your podcast, though, before, and so she got excited, so we listened to one together, and when I heard you reading birthday announcements, I knew I was going to need you to read one for my mom. Her name is Elaine, and she is everything to me. She'll be 64 on December the 17th. If you could please tell her I love her. I'd be so much in your debt. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Dear Elaine, happy birthday from everybody here tonight. (laughs) Derek Maynard, Wichita, Kansas. John, I was an English major, and I always wanted to write. Always wanted to write. But after school, I had to pay the bills. So I took all sorts of jobs, and one thing led to another, and I got married, and I had kids, and just like it so often happens, life takes over. The next thing you know, I'm just a guy who does air conditioning maintenance, but this year, my mother, my mother sent me a well-written poem in the mail. She's always loved poetry. It was written on a nice Christmas card with glitter on it. And even though she lives four miles down the street, she decided to put it in an envelope and send it via the U.S. mail. I read it out loud. And something about it made me want to take up writing again. I can't explain it. So I started writing. I started writing my own life story. And I wrote until four in the morning one night. And it felt so good I had to call in sick for work because I was so tired there was no way I could go to work. I'm going to be applying for some writing jobs this year, even if they're small ones at small newspapers, just so I can get my feet wet writing the English language again. I just wanted you to know about it because I feel like we're kindred spirits. So here's a poem I wrote for you, Sean. The silence of the midwinter's bleak but awesome white is immense, but it is light. Though it causes the summer's joy and spring's new wheat, To be lost in memories of days that pass us by. It is love on snow like syrup running down the mountainside. May you feel completeness because I can think of nothing more than a year of Christmas and what's in store. Recalling warmth and fervor of memories from the days of yore, I thank you winter for leading me onward. Until I reach the sky, onward we will go, onward you will go, and onward so shall I. And that's letters from our listeners. We're going to have another tune here from this wonderful choir, Savannah Children's Choir, everybody. Savannah Children's Choir. Well, winter has descended on northwest Florida in full force, with full honors. And I, for one, am so excited about this, I can hardly stand to be around myself. It's a time of year in this part of the world where temperatures don't descend very far except for a few days per year. So you will only get a, a few days' worth of true classical winter if you're lucky. And we were lucky last week. December, all its beauty, and the temperature descended down to 34 degrees. It was classical winter. But then, after two days of it, you are ready for it to warm back up. <laughs> we are not designed to deal with the harsh realities of winter in this part of the world. Our physiology is not equipped to handle life in a frozen hell (laughs) when you experience too much winter your body begins to shut down and you start to recall passages from your childhood of scripture from the book of Revelation (laughs) because you realize this is probably what the judgment is like the absence of all that is good the sun is withdrawn from the presence of mankind and the balmy breezes dry up into nothing but icy icy gusts that freeze your kidneys and make it hard to go to the bathroom (laughs) yes yes and in my house what's even worse is you got to put on your coat to go to the bathroom But I will be fair about this, will be fair about this. I live in a place that is commonly known in this part of the world as as an ambulatory asylum or sometimes it is known as a escalating estate. Uh, Some people know it as a perusing palace or a mobile mansion. You might know it as a single wide trailer <laughs> or a mobile home. Whatever the case, my home has wheels on the bottom of it and it has more mileage on it than my truck does. <laughs> but they make these things more or less the same way. The bathrooms are made out of this thin, sheer aluminum material, and they're not insulated as much as the other rooms in the house because it's very important. Uh, to put ventilation in these rooms and so there are all sorts of ventilating spots there's something on the ceiling there's something on the windows and this is important too because sometimes your uncle john will come over to visit you and he will occupy that bathroom for at least 20 minutes and you wonder if he's giving birth to something (laughs) you want ventilation in that bathroom when your uncle john comes to visit Otherwise, the spirit of darkness that he brings with him will inhabit your house. <laughs> but in the wintertime, in the time, this ventilation lets out more hot air than it keeps in. And so this room is like a little freezer. And when it's time to go to the bathroom, when you feel your body telling you it's time to go, your first instinct is to, to pray it away. Because you don't want to go subject yourself to this torture. But eventually, eventually your biology wins out and the need is too great to ignore. And so you put on your parka, your one and only parka that you you hang in the closet because there's not much of a need for it down here except maybe once per 10 years. And you walk into this little bathroom that's about the size of a hot water heater closet. And you shut the door behind and you realize that your shoulders are touching the walls at the same time. And you can see your breath, and you know that something has to be done, so you try to take care of business as fast as you can, but you can't shake the feeling that you are a can of refrigerated spam. (laughs) And that is winter in the rural south. course some people in this on this world of ours are equipped to handle winter a whole lot better than we are you can see them and you know who they are because they will be stepping out of cars that have a license plate that reads wisconsin or minnesota or michigan yes sir these are people who come from different places and have learned how to suffer for the majority of their lives before moving to the deep south and now During the wintertime, they're walking across the parking lot to the hardware store wearing cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) People from Canada are the worst. (laughs) But we call them the snowbirds. A snowbird is somebody who's come from up north to avoid the snow. They're cheaters, is what they are. They cheat. They, they get the summers up north where it's not too, not too bad and you don't have a whole lot of skis. And then they come down and they get the winters down here in the south. You can see them eating at all your restaurants in town. They eat up all the seafood in your area because seafood to them is a novelty. And so they order seafood at the two-for-one deal restaurants because snowbirds are tighter than bark on a tree. And after they've finished eating their food, they'll leave a quarter and a dollar for a tip on the table, living right up to their reputation for being misers. My father used to say the only difference between a snowbird and a canoe is a canoe tips. (laughs) And they invade our world by the thousands, by the thousands at Christmas time. And we expect to see them almost. You got to got to have them in your world to, to feel like it's christmas something else you got to have in your world to feel like it's christmas is very important is greenery got to have that greenery and it's got to be adorned with little white lights or colored lights there's a very heated debate going on at my church between the church ladies there's two sects of women who believe that uh Some should have colored lights and some should have white lights. And these women do not bend on the issue. Some are on the white light camp and some are in the colored light camp. Got to have the smells of the cinnamon brooms in the corners. Got to have the sound of a crackling fireplace. Got to have the candles that smell like balsam firs or cinnamon cookies. Got to have gingerbread cookies. I need these things for winter to feel like winter. I need them a whole lot more than I need that 32-degree weather. My my refrigerator doesn't even get down to 32 degrees. (laughs) I also need need the music of Christmas. There's nothing that makes Christmas feel like -like, Christmas-like music. I need to hear Bing Crosby sing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten and children Listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow I like to hear on the first day of Christmas My true love gave to me A parka from 1963 i like to hear you better watch, uh, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. I got to hear some, some, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most wonderful reindeer of all? Ah, you know the rest. (laughs) I like to hear Nat King Cole sing. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost snipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows. Hot turkey and some mistletoe. Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes on aglow glow Will find it hard to sleep tonight And of course, I must hear at some point during the holiday season The Charlie Brown Christmas music from my childhood Songs like Christmas time is here Happiness and cheer Fun for all that children call Their favorite time of year Sleigh bells in the air Music everywhere you tied by the fireside And joyful memories there Oh, I love the Charlie Brown Christmas episode. 1965 was when it first aired on CBS and Charlie Brown Christmas music has the power to change the world. I truly believe that. When you hear it, you just naturally stop what you're doing. I was fortunate enough to hear children's choir sing the Charlie Brown Christmas Music Collection from the Peanuts Christmas Special last week at the mall. Oh, it was wonderful. I got there early, I sat in a folding chair right there in the center of the mall underneath the big atrium. And the children's choir started filtering in, their parents were with them, and all the kids were dressed up in their Christmas Peanuts regalia. One was dressed like Peppermint Patty, some of them dressed like Schroeder and they were carrying a toy piano. There was one kid dressed like Pigpen. He was filthy, and I don't mean in the moral sense. <laughs> and they all gathered on this little platform, about 34 kids, and they sang through the Peanuts Christmas music that I know and love, the Peanuts Christmas music. And I was taken back into my little tiny bedroom when I was a boy, and my father gave me one year before Christmas a Peanuts Christmas music album. It was a jazz album because the soundtrack is nothing but music from a jazz trio. Vince Guaraldi was the pianist and there was an upright bassist and a drummer playing brushed rhythms on the drums. There were songs like Skating. There were songs like Linus and Lucy and there were songs like Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and it was sung by children's choirs, not beautiful children's choirs from big cities with perfect voices. These were children with imperfect voices like our voices. And it was played on a detuned piano, just a just an upright piano that you keep in the corner of your church. And they were played on pianos like our pianos. It sounded like music from my world, real music, not perfectly organized and mastered, edited music. I loved it. The children's choir would sing at home, very softly in the background. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was the, the little boy who was playing the part of Linus who came out. He was wearing a red shirt with thin black pinstripes on it he was carrying a blue blanket, and he stepped up to a microphone and he said and in that region were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night and an angel of the lord appeared unto them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were so afraid And the angel said unto them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news and tidings of great joy, which shall come to all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign for you. You will find a babe in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. There was not a dry eye in that place, not a dry eye. You heard the whole audience caught a case of the sniffles. After the show was over, they ended with... The song Linus and Lucy and the kids had a freestyle dance period and they, they danced on the stage like they were kids who drank Mountain Dew before they got there. They were convulsing and writhing their bodies. And when it was over, they all left the stage and they flooded that little, that little audience. The people in the folding chairs stood and they shook their hands and, and Peppermint Patty was the first to come give me a hug. And then was my buddy's son, Adam, which was the reason I was there that day at all. Adam is, is a boy who's got reddish hair, and he's got Down syndrome, and he's got a heart the size of North Dakota. He came rushing up to me. He threw his arms around me. He said, I love you. Do you know that, Mr. Sean? Well, I do know this because Adam tells me at least 50 times every time I see him. And then kids came from... From across that little room, they, they came and they hugged me one more at a time. A 10-year-old girl came next and an 11-year-old boy came after that. Soon, 34 kids were hugging me all at once in the middle of that mall. It was a mass aside. <laughs> and I looked around and I, I saw all these children hugging me at the same time. I wandered upstairs and I bought me a cup of coffee for $3.75, I, God, how times have changed. I remember when coffee was at least a nickel or twenty-five cents, and I ain't that old. But I walked into a bookstore and I found a five-dollar book bin, and I started rifling through it, just a glow on my face. Children hugging you. It can change your life. I found a book. And the book in that five dollar bin was a nice, hardbound book, and it said, Charlie Brown. The Peanuts Comic Strip from 1952 to 1967. And at that same moment, Charlie Brown Christmas music was playing overhead on the intercom. It was bizarre. I paid five dollars for it and realized that it was only $1.25 more expensive than my coffee. <laughs> the cashier took my money she said would you like to gift wrap this for an extra dollar i said sure so she wrapped it in gold wrapping paper with a white ribbon i left that bookstore feeling like a million bucks while i was leaving i ran into somebody i hadn't seen in a long time now to call him a friend would be would be probably incorrect we we're more like acquaintances but we did spend a lot of time together we worked our landscaping crew when i was a little younger landscaping crews are tough tough jobs to hold he ran the edgers and i ran the mowers sometimes i ran the mowers and he ran the edgers go ahead take a second if you need to <laughs> we spent our lunch breaks together we talked about life together when you work with somebody uh, you develop a bond that's very different than just being a straight friend. It's just it's, it's, more, it's more of a bond that's based on griping and complaining. And when I saw him there in that mall walking toward me, he was wearing his work jacket and his jeans and his boots, and I could see that he, he'd just come from a job site. And I noticed that he didn't look so good. He didn't look good at all, actually. He'd lost weight, and his hair started to fall out a little bit we shook hands I asked about what he was doing with his life he told me and I won't go into details because it's none of my business but his life has been very very tough especially for these past two years physically very very tough on him he said I'm a wreck I'm a wreck I won't lie he says I've been lying for too long I've been seeing a therapist about it, he said. Because I'm just, I'm not well. Well, he didn't cry about it, because landscapers don't cry. And I felt this thing underneath my arm, this, this, this square package that had just been gift wrapped. And I took it in my hand and I handed it to him. I said, I, I, I think you're gonna like this. He said, huh? He said, what is it? I said, just listen to me. Whenever you sit down to read it, don't read them all at once. Just take them one at a time. You want to savor these things. And It was about that time I looked over the, the balcony railing of that mall, and I saw all them kids that had just sung in the choir. I saw my buddy's son, Adam, and they were all making their way out to the parking lot. And I had me an idea. I looked at my friend. I said, do you have a few minutes? He said, what? I said, it'll be very, very quick, I promise. Just, just give me a few minutes. He glanced at his watch. He said, uh, I don't know. He said, I, I really got to be, be going, really. Uh, thanks, thanks, though. I said, listen here. If you don't come with me, I'm going to push you down the escalator. That was all the convention he needed, I guess. And so I took him down the stairs. We rushed through the mall, and we caught up behind them kids, and we got out to the parking lot. And there they all stood, and I introduced him to every child. Every child shook his hand. And I asked the children, well, truthfully, I bribed them with candy. I I bribed them into singing Peanuts Christmas music for us, just a few songs. The parents all obliged. The children all fell into formation out there in the park lot. Oh, was, they were just precious. Peppermint Patty stood next to Pig Pen. stood next to Schroeder, stood next to Linus, stood next to Charlie Brown, the little boy who was wearing the yellow shirt with the brown zigzag stripe on it. And they sang. They sang. Hark the Herald. They sang, Christmas time is here, happiness and cheer, fun for all the children call their favorite time of year. And I looked at my friend, his eyes were pink. And when the children finished singing, I looked at them and I gave them the order. I said, hug this man. The children broke formation and they swarmed him like a virus. They threw their arms around him, one after another, after another, after another, until he was in the center of this large clot. They hugged him, and then they left in their car with their parents. Wintertime has come. It's cold. Sometimes family members treat you like, like your refuse. Sometimes your friends behave like Donkeys. Sometimes life turns against you and you don't understand it. You don't know where it's going. You don't know why it's going there. Sometimes. You wake up and your coffee maker don't work. The battery to your car is dead. Your dog has diarrhea. The IRS sends you a bill in the mail for taxes past due. That is astronomical. And then after that, you open your cell phone bill and realize that you could afford a small house in Fiji for the price that you pay each month for your cell phone bill. You realize that your kids can behave like obstinate little heathens. You you realize that your family... ...is selfish and unkind... ...and you realize that your body... ...sometimes turns against you... ...and you develop physical problems... ...that lead to sickness... ...and nothing seems to be going... ...your way... ...loved ones die... ...and all you can do is miss them... ...and that's why I recommend... ...wherever you are... ...listening to this show... ...on the radio in your car... ...or in the kitchen... ...or right here in this theater here tonight... Wherever you are, make it a point. Go find one thing that is related to Charlie Brown's Christmas. Your life could depend on it. Also, something else I'd like you to watch out for while you're out there among your fellow man, wandering to and fro and hither and yon in our world, make sure you watch out and steer clear. Those people who have Wisconsin and Minnesota license plates because of the snowbirds who don't wear enough during cold weather to say grace over. Hey, thanks very much for having me this evening. It's been a wonderful pleasure. I want to wish you a Merry, merry Christmas, Merry Christmas,
1: everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Sean of the South. I've been your host today, Sean Dietrich. And man, it's been a bona fide pleasure, if I do say so, myself. This episode was brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition in my family dating back to my granddaddy who once said, the best way to cure idle hands is to build something. So keep your hands sharp this holiday season with a Case Knife. That music you heard behind me today was the Savannah Children's Choir, a non-profit community-supported organization whose mission is to unite. Mentor and transform Savannah's children into responsible, confident leaders through choral performance. Find anything more about what they do, visit Savannah org, And while you're there, I hope you take the time to pick up a copy of their new Holiday Music CD. You won't regret it. To find anything more about what I do, you can visit SeanOfTheSouthShow.com, and there you can find archived episodes dating clear back to our very first one all the way to this one, which you just heard. And while you're there, I hope you take the time to drop me a line, tell me about your birthday announcements, wedding invitations, or grandparents' anniversaries, and I'll do my best to read them over the air, because I love to do that sort of stuff for my friends. And speaking of friends, friends, don't suffer from holiday insanity this year. Enjoy every minute of that insanity. Adios.